there, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Next In Line podcast brought to you by the RFK Refugee Sports Network. In the booth today, we have a special guest, but starting off, you got Adam Davis uh, on the mic and uh, Adam Mendelovitz. Yo. And also, hey, the, uh, the, the special guest we've got here joining us today is Mr. John Hoffman, actually, of the RFK Refugees podcast. It's me. Hey, Adams. Hey, both Adams. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm going to be the least loud and united uh, educated guest you've ever had on your show, but I have, you know, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll try to, I'll try to keep up. That's, that's totally fine. You're going to bring in uh, a ton of expertise from uh, at least podcasting stuff. So we'll, we'll sound like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, like move some dials around and uh, move some sliders. It'll be great. That's right. You're going to be able to tell. So um, today's episode, we're going to bring a bunch of great stuff. Uh, We're going to kind of finish off some of the the discussions that we were, that Hem and I had during uh, our our first episode of the season. Um, And and Adam's going to take it away immediately with that. But we're also going to talk a little bit about some, some more about the signings and some of the departures uh, and uh, some of the folks that have been turning heads, heads down at preseason camp um, in Florida, including the results of the Chicago Fire preseason match, what we're hearing the results are at least. We'll get to that toward the end. But in the meantime, Adam and Delvitz, I think you were talking really uh, intently about some of the academy kids. Oh, yeah. There's been uh, quite a bit of movement uh, from the academy as it's going in between there. Uh... They're shot in the winter and their upcoming spring uh, semester. Just uh, for starters, we've got uh, Gavin Turner, who's uh, come back off a relatively lost injured season, and uh, Ethan Pendleton, who was one of the hopefuls that showed up for the U-17s last year. Both of them confirmed training with uh, Loud and Dowden Bradenton at the IMG Academy. I have a Gavin Turner update, Adam. Oh, sure, I want to make sure I on. jump in here quickly. Yeah, go for it. Uh, uh, his dad told me on Twitter that I misrepresented his injury oh. history from last year, okay. so I want to make sure I'm, I'm going to set the record straight. He is not suffering from repeated knee injuries. He had double ankle ankle surgeries Oof. and had a relatively futuristic surgery uh, that will somehow make it that, so that he never gets a high ankle sprain again. But thank you to Gavin Turner's dad on Twitter uh, for setting it straight. I, I always love to know that the parents of players I talk about are listening to this. Thank so you, Mr. I got to tell you, um, first off, that's great to hear. Um, I don't know, at uh, 16, 17 years old, I don't know if ankle or knee makes much of a difference. But, hey, um, that's great to right. hear. Um, he, he'll be able to heal. He'll be able to, he's got a career ahead of him. Um, he's one of those guys I want to talk about who's turning heads as well. You know, and you mentioned he's down at the IMG Academy for preseason, but um, uh, Gavin Turner's father is active on Twitter. Uh, he, if you talk about Gavin Turner, his dad, it doesn't matter if you tag him, if you hashtag him, anything, his dad will will find that name drop and he will he will hit you back pretty quick on Twitter. His dad is is really really active. There was a time that I think we had. Uh... It, we're doing a lot of Washington Spirit interviews, I think, a year ago, and it, it, it invariably, as soon as an episode dropped, someone, an adult with the same last name would become a Patreon subscriber that next week. And I was like, oh, cool, that's great. And I, I'm remembering, I won't say who it was, one of them didn't really understand how Patreon worked and put like a, uh, they put like a repeat subscriber for like a hundred dollars and i was like wow that's amazing and then he very quickly realized that's not what he meant to do and put it to one dollar and that was <laughs> but you know oh, no. they did try it was, it was uh, the it was the nice that they tried yeah. so yeah parents are always listening it's it's great yeah, it's a nice gesture yeah yeah so who else and also um yeah and on top of that uh i think you uh um 
I think you uh, might have tweeted this already, but there's this uh, bit from practice where Gavin Turner curls the ball over a wall and direct free kick in training and uh, gets a goal. Um, you can argue, all you can argue if you want about whether it was scripted or not, but that was an amazing shot. <laughs> oh, it was definitely scripted, but it was also over like a six-man wall with two floaters. I mean, it was yeah. an unrealistic wall, um, and it was right outside the 18. It was it was scripted, but yeah, he was, he was running like a training course. But he curves it. He I mean he he puts some English on that thing. Um, yeah, and it was. Did you guys see the Ivan Tony goal this weekend? By the way, yeah, the moving the ball. Yeah, the, the where he the moved where he moved it. So it wasn't that scripted. Like at least he didn't move the ball. At least it was a a legitimate free kick, but. I am glad that they had the cameraman set up right behind. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, guys, don't jump too hard. Goalie, don't move too much. We're going to get this in one take. And and I'll tell you that not that anybody should go do the the, the the physics on the ball movement, but I'm pretty sure that ball moved more for Gavin Turner than it did for Ivan Tony. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Deep fake or real coming up next time yeah. on Next in Line. <laughs> but back to the... Uh, other uh, news, another uh, name that popped up uh, surprisingly recent uh, is uh, Salif Lentu. I hope I'm saying this right, uh, who played for uh, Mali's U-17 uh, team as well as uh, Bethesda SC Academy. So you could argue whether or not that counts as DCU Academy, but uh, the point is that he's also been spotted training with uh, Loudon and... Uh, I would say no, it doesn't to... count, right? I, I don't think he's had any ties with DC's academy other than Bethesda. There, is Bethesda, Bethesda may or may not be within our oct- octopus uh, pathways to pro yeah. uh, where we have somehow managed just to <laughs> say that we have credit over every single academy in the, in the region. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I, I just realized yeah. that I'm going to be like the, I'm, I'm representing like big brother here. I, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like the, the figurehead for all that is bad with MLS and DC United. I just realized that's going to happen. It, it 100%. That's okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about it until just now, but that's yeah. fine. No, that's, you're right. I made that, Particularly when we get to this, I see, it's all right. I see a draft, I see the draft pick Sac Republic FC question mark thing. I think that's going to be, I think that particularly. Yeah. We'll get, we'll we get talk to about that, that in a moment. I think that may have been Indeed. my note. I, so I almost wanted to start this episode and, and apologize to your listeners who uh, you know may see me angrily tweeting at MLS or DC United stuff because I have to explain that like all of us, well, most of us, 95% of us started as DC United fans, so we love DC yeah. United. But also, like, I'm not lying in my opinions when I say those things on Twitter. Like, I, I, I genuinely get frustrated with, with the, you know, you know when, when we signed uh, – what was his name? Oh, Drew, Drew Scundrich. We signed him again, but we signed him Drew Scundrich like three years ago. We gave him back to you, though. You have him now. He's well, yours now. You didn't give him a... back to us. We had to go find him back out in the wild and, you know, bring him back. It's true. Lure him back here with steak, you know. But, or um, that one yeah. year with Giovanni Bolivar. That was another entertaining. Oh, that's, yeah. Mr. Who is now playing, I believe, he's playing in Spain, right? I is it Spain? I think so. And he's uh, making yeah. headlines. I think he is. But either way, to your to your point, yeah, we we're, we are bad like that. But, on the, you know, on the plus side, we can't, you know, you're training in Florida for your preseason, and there can be almost no problems with that. Well, I mean, there could be some, but certainly less than where we're going to spend our next well, yeah. month and a half. So you got yeah. that on us as well. All right. But yeah, I'm, I was going to say that you know, Bethesda SC, it worked for uh, Christian Fletcher, and for one game, it worked for Issa Mudashiru. So there's definitely quite oh, a bit right. of uh, talent coming through there, some of it even making their way towards the pros or to college. So... It's an it's an option for those who are you know for those families who 
are afraid of taking the shuttle all the way down to Loudoun County might be a bit too far. Which is fair. Yeah. Which is certainly fair. No, it's not. I mentioned, no, it's I not. Talked Just a little... jump on the metro. No, it's... the metro goes all the way to Ashburn now. <laughs> I know. That's right. The Silver Line runs all the way. You have no complaints. That's right. It may take you three hours to get from one side of the, <laughs> the area to the other. It, but it's there. It's available. If you tweet yeah. at me early I'm... enough, I might even pick you up from the metro station. <laughs> hey, we're, off, we're, you're like like the, you're we're like... offering the chauffeur service, depending. You guys are the Loudon Board of Tourism. <laughs> like it. Yeah. It is the... uh... Phyllis Randall, are you, you got listening? Some, you got some other players oh, yeah. here that... Some, <laughs> Could it continue on? Um, Graham Jones has reportedly been cited within the D.C. zone uh, preseason camp, sort of in the background of another photo. When the, So I can't say for 100% certainty, but I think that's Graham Jones. And he is one of the two players from D.C.'s academy who appeared in last year's uh, MLS Next All-Stars along with... Um, I believe, yeah, Nacho uh, Ignacio Alem, who I, along with uh, Nino Maldonado, Dash Papez, and a couple others, those are, you know, academy kids that I'd like to see, whether in Loudoun or in D.C., but um, I have not yet seen on either side of that. It's also possible that they might be sh- popping up in the U19 team or going ahead to college, but uh, we've also, you know, talked about in a previous episode about... Uh, uh, kids are, you know, people who are halfway through the college who decide to bet on themselves and turn pro. Did so. you mention uh, David Ayala Torres? I know he was floating around as a name last season, um, but I never saw him surface in a, in a kit other than. Unfortunately, I haven't I haven't seen anything on him yet. Mm. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, and uh, another academy note that's. Uh, well, not directly lit related to Loud, and I have seen that El Salvador's uh, their U nineteen teams called up uh, three DC Academy kids, Alex Aguilar, a goalkeeper, along with the uh, a name that I've mentioned before, Chris Argueta and uh, Felipe Rodriguez. Um, so it's like the United Spirits. It's like the Washington Spirit getting raided by, but it's it's El Salvador and our academy. Oh yeah, so that's cool. There have been, you know. If you've been a DC United fan for a long time, you know that there are there are El Salvadorian, there are Honduran, there are Costa Rican guys that are like, if you just signed one of our players, how do you feel will be full? I doubt that, by the way. I don't think that's actually true. I don't think there's like this like ethnic group like that's like waiting outside to buy tickets and they're just like, announce Christian Castillo. Give us somebody from El Salvador. Can we but, give you a German? Uh, it is cool. He's still there, technically. Right, right. What about him? He's got no minutes on the field, but he's there sometimes. <laughs> like he'll play against Real Betis, like when they play the Capital Cup in the summer. He's there for that. Well, but yeah, I, I it is cool that this is. I, I think that they will fill the stadium before one game. You know, and then everybody who like isn't as much into the team is going to go back doing their job on every you know Saturday. You know, like. <laughs> but what about my my rebuttal to that? Is what about? Uh, the guy who I have always somehow forget his name, even though he's our DP, or, he, or, or, or the the Peruvian guy with the big ears that uh, is, is, is now. How do I forget his name, guys? Eddie Flores, the DP. Thank you, Edison Flores. Oh. Yeah. The first the first game he was there, there was like Peruvian flags. Yeah. There was like the Peruvian. Uh, but how much uh, of that was uh, DC's doing? Like what? Them not coming back the second game? No, <laughs> the, them like them like pl- pl- planting those flags. 
Oh no no! The, uh, listen, uh, this is not a grassy knoll situation. They they came. <laughs> they were excited. They came on their own. They, this was not. This is not a plant situation. They just after that like, oh, he's not very good for DC United. Dude. I'm gonna stop coming. This is not actually that. So I, uh, my fear is that the 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 rumored like just sign one player and we're gonna be there every week thing is dependent on that player also being amazing and the team yeah. winning. So that's all things you can't control. Which, which would be but anyway, at the U19 level, great. It would, would yeah. be the case. No, for sure. If, if it doesn't matter the country that the player comes from. Like, you know, suddenly everybody's going to start waving their flags. Um, yeah. But, but. Uh, yeah, but going back to it, keep an eye on uh, Chris uh, Arqueda and uh, I believe his brother, uh, Herman Arqueda, who's in a younger age group but is also featured in... Uh, some U15 action for DC and for El Salvador. It's been, uh, they've both uh, shown some flashes of scoring prowess. If they can keep it up, you know, as they go up and up in the uh, ranks, and they could have something. They don't televise these games, right, Adam? Um, the uh, preseason? No. The preseason? Are no, no, no. Any, any of the academy games, any of the oh. up to U17, um, like, do they? Sometimes you might see them on ESPN Plus and such when they go to, like, the, you know, U17 World, the Dallas Cup. World Cup. But um, at, but those are not as often as, you know, your, like, the uh, Africa Cup of Nations that's going on. And even then you need to be in sports or somebody who has a hookup to be in sports. I, I, you know, MLS Next Pro games are on Apple TV, and I'm just hoping, I was like, just extend this. Just get, I understand it's yeah. being broadcast. These games are at uh, Segra, and I, like, but they, USL Championship games could get streamed there. It's not impossible. Yeah. Spirit games are streamed there. So you could do it, uh, quite obviously. Uh, I think, you know, uh, you know, when we talked about this show and sort of like trying to make sure that there's some eyes on DC United's Academy, mm-hmm. just because there aren't any. Yeah. It's just, it seems like a, uh, Obviously, there's an expense, right? It costs money, yeah. but it seems like something you'd want to do to build the excitement yeah. for this next level. Like, because I think that to build interest, DC United to build a sizzle reel for some of the right. players, yeah, for sure. They, that I think they still do that. They have like you know non-published cameras for yeah. that kind of stuff. I think, and I know and, that uh, DC Academy but, they have like a YouTuber occasionally. They'll throw on like raw footage of a full game, but not often. They're they just, I was just reposted there. They had uh, uh, Troy Lassane was speaking to the Academy team, like doing a chalk talk. And I just, I just retweeted it and then they, they just liked it. So they're like social, they're on it. It's just a matter of the other stuff. For, this is why, so listen, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, uh, DC Academy folks, because I know you're, you're at least following on social. So you know we exist. Um, there is, DC United is unlikely to, you know, Christian Benteke is like the ceiling for expensive players. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper and easier to get fans excited about the hometown kid that that has been playing in the academy since 15 that gets his first team contract and gets out there like your Andy Nahars, all of the homegrown success stories. The longer lead time you have for fans to fall in love with those players, the more they're going to they're the more they're going to care about those players at the at the at the first exactly. level. So that you know, it costs as much as a stream to do, which is not free. I understand I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to pay for it, but I think it pays dividends. So just, you know, from this, from these podcasters, these humble podcasters, I think it's just a our two cents. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want her. I mean, yeah, I, I would tune in. It would be one of those things. Maybe I, I, I throw on a Saturday morning when I'm not, yeah. you know, when I have nothing to pay attention. I'm folding clothes or something, but still, it, it would be awesome to be able. And yeah. right now, the only place you get 
intel from is sometimes there's you know you got Ryan Kiefer someone tweeting but mainly it's from this guy right yep. here Adam Mendelovitz um or, yeah. or as we just dubbed yep. tall Adam when, yep. tall tall Adam at, yep. when I'm able to get to Segra at like 10 in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday but you know and part of the frustration as me and others have you know tweeted out uh, during the uh, fall semester you know October November December there were games some of them even at Segra Field but the MLS Next site didn't post them. DC United site didn't post them, and the uh, the Twitter accounts didn't post them until after they started. At which point, I had, you know probably already I'd already made other plans. So it's an it's like a free it's free real estate, yeah. guys. I just don't understand. Like the games are happening. They're wearing the jersey. Like just the minimal amount of preparation, which like having the schedule on the internet would 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 classify, which is what like Babe Ruth baseball and you and the aforementioned know, right? Rex soccer is able to do. Just do that, just the minimum. Yeah. And uh, anyway, anyway <laughs> speaking of other frustrations in no, uh, <laughs> one other academy, semi-current academy note: uh, Braxton Hayes, a player who was on the U fourteen U fifteens. A few years back, and I mentioned him as a kid to watch. Unfortunately, looks like he's transferred into the academy of uh, Nashville SC. You can watch him in Tennessee now is where you can yeah. watch him. So, uh, you know, maybe I don't know exactly why it happened. I'm guessing the simp- it's the Occam's Razor explanation of he has family over there, or family that had to move there, and, uh, you know, he followed along because the driving all the way to Loudoun from uh, Nashville is probably a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Even if Adam would pick you up from the, from the know, silver line, right? it's still too much. But until such time as we get that, you know, interstate railway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That connects, the high-speed rail yeah, from, Nashville from Nashville to D.C. an hour. Burn, yes. Sometimes that silver line, silver line ride in from D.C. does feel like I've ridden all the way to Nashville, I will tell you that. <laughs> you might as well, right? <laughs> Took it today. Yeah, and, and while we're on this academy kick here, um, I guess to talk about, uh, we know we've been hearing a bunch of, rumors and unconfirmed speculation on the uh, DCU uh, 2 site now that they've mostly but not entirely cut off from uh, Loud and United. And uh, there have been some updates that have dropped in the Baltimore Sun, among other uh, little spots here and there, that the uh, after, you know, a year or two of uh, talk and uh, surveying the Maryland Stadium Authority and DC United joint effort has uh, come up with a short list of four locations within the Baltimore area that this uh, uh, DCU2 team to be named and placed later could uh, be. The top of the list, from what I've heard, is the uh, Carroll Park Golf Course, a Classic 5 uh, public golf course. And, uh, you know... I hate golf. Granted, I'm not really big into golfer, but golf. So that's if you're going to look for a place to put it, that's got a lot of open space. It definitely does. Uh, to build a soccer stadium for ten, twenty thousand people, go for Dis- it. Disclaimer: I don't actually hate golf, but it's not. It doesn't excite me very much. I don't play very often. Yeah. Um, I'd be happy if, to knock. If one you out. build a if you build a twenty thousand seat stadium for uh, a MLS Next Pro side, you're gonna regret it. <laughs> I think you shouldn't do that. Hundred percent. That. that you might be able to just get away with like twenty five folding chairs in like I know, a semicircle. That puppy should be twenty five hundred. <laughs> right. and, yeah. yeah, max. And half those seats should be uh, removable. Uh, okay, going on. Uh, the site number two that was mentioned on the list has been uh, Reed Burt Park. It was uh, 
former uh, landfill and incinerator site, but um, apparently $23 million has been spent already to transform this site into a uh, kind of a super local rec center by the city of Baltimore. So whether that, you know, whether the proposed soccer stadium would replace that or supplement it like kind of the soccer plex deal would be my guess, assuming it goes forward. Site number three that was mentioned is Swan Park, which is located closer to Port Covington, Baltimore Peninsula. And this one's a little, uh, shall we say, tricky because... Uh, the site was contaminated with arsenic throughout the soil, and it was only... Got to go with this one, right? This got to go with this one. You got to choose this yeah. one. I don't know why you wouldn't choose this. It was all... Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it was only renovated like 15 years ago or so the, uh, you know, so the documents I found mentioned. Because, you know, it was years of just arsenic and other industrial waste and nobody really bothered to clean up because it wasn't seen as a priority by the city, county, state until they were finally shamed into doing so in the mid to late 2000s. So anyways, the, you know, the space is there, but you got to, you know, you got to get over that potential uh, redlining issue, for lack of a better term, as to, uh, and people who will be skittish for reasons both uh, rational and irrational about building uh, development on there. Though, in theory, if you build the, soccer stadium you could also build better or renewed development there which is i guess the selling point that they're going with is there is there hopes that they would have another professional team to share with this or would it solely be dc united dcu2 they haven't said as much but my guess is that will be you know the selling point they've got to they've got they've They've got got to because you know just having it Open for the kids to play, and well, nice is not something you're going to want to spend millions of dollars of it's local money on. It's not. You could just invest in like a nice grass field somewhere and be like, "This is the spot we're playing here in this park." It's very got a very good nice grass field. There's like some. Like you said, just some, fifty folks, We have just some aluminum bleachers. Chairs or some aluminum bleachers, right. and if, if done, and then you're done. Free almost. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got every game. You pay a fifty dollar permit to be able to play in the field, and and for the and for the reps. Yeah, yeah is, for sure. I know there's like a, a new USL. They might be USL League Two. They might be like NASL or, or one of those other um, entities. But there's an Annapolis club. I think there's like a Sweet Crab or something in their logo. What, what's, what's yeah? There's what's the Annapolis Blues, and then there's the Maryland Bobcats who play out at the soccer plex. Yeah, but the, where do the, the Blues Annapolis play? Blues partially owned by Dave Johnson. No, they oh, really? Wait, which which Dave Johnson? The the Dave Johnson you're oh, thinking. It's of. in the net. The announced that it's one. in the net. He is a part. He is a partial owner of, of that oh, team. That's awesome. And also was the site where... Maybe like a vanity stake. It's also the site like where uh, first-round draft pick uh, Jacob Mural uh, came from. We'll get to him in a minute, though. Bringing it all together. I know, right? Professional podcasting right <laughs> yep. here. Good job. And the, uh, last, and the last of the four sites on the shortlist, uh, Retriever Park, which is where uh, UMBC Terriers uh, and their soccer team currently play. And, you know, you got the advantage there that the stadium exists basically already built. It's got like, you know, a whole track and field thing. It's got a soccer size stadium. And I guess the only, the only sticking point being that you'd have to, you know, sign on with the, the County as well as the uh, university to, uh, determine, you know, the money and the time and the sponsorship that would go into that. 
let, let me get on my DC United hater uh, soapbox here for a second. Go ahead. As as only a lover could be the degree of the hater I am as well. <laughs> if any, if this is anything other than an opportunity for increased re, uh, uh, real estate speculation in the city of Baltimore, Retriever Park is the move. You don't need you don't need a facility. You don't you don't need it. There's no universe in which you're able to draw more than a couple thousand people a game. Like think loud, think loud in, in the previous incarnations. Yeah. Yes, it's in a more populated area, but they've also got more stuff to do. If it is anything other than just we need a place to have this, we want to place it in Baltimore. That way we have a wider geographic catchment area. We're able to get kids that are, would have been in Baltimore or in the nearby area to be in our academy team, slash, et cetera. It's obvious you go for the one that already exists. You pay for a little bit of renovations. You pay for you know primary use if, or whatever and figure out maybe some enhancements. But like I did a little, little way back machine a million years ago when I was in grad school. My project was to look at a stadium project for dc united and i looked at baltimore as one as one of the options this was like way back in the day when they hadn't built when they were still at rfk and they were examining like what if we did it baltimore what if we did it in northern virginia and baltimore like this this is a non it's not a revenue generator here for the city it would not be for really the team it's solely is uh dc united ownership is like how how desperate is westmore and and the baltimore city council and its elected officials in light of the fact that uh, the the Washington football team is likely leaving, like what what sort of uh, you know desperation can we pull out of these people to give us a couple million dollars for something we don't need or land? Uh, that's I yeah. <laughs> just just put it where it's already at. Please don't make this any harder than it has. The sooner you do this, the sooner the team can exist, and then the sooner it's beneficial to the first team. I, yeah. like I, I agree with. I realize like putting the larger net out. I don't even love the idea of. You get complaining, you know, from family, from from the, the the kids and stuff who have to drive out to Loudon. You're gonna make them drive to Loudon, to to Audi, to to Baltimore. Like it's like you're adding an extra pit stop on this little hellacious merry-go-round that is the DMV. <laughs> like I don't know why they're not trying to lease time at Evergreen Mills Park over in Sicklin. It's it's right near the DC headquarters. It's right yeah. near Loudon Stadium. It's right. It's you keep the family close, like. I mean, I don't know. I know that there's some great academies and some great programs. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that because I live in Ashburn and I live in Loudoun County. But I, you know, I feel like they should be, they should exist and they should be here and they should be a, a, a line in the sand between what MLS Next Pro is and and what Loudoun is used for. But yeah, let you guys do your own thing and then allow our allow our college draft picks that have almost no hope of making an MLS oh. roster at least have a place to play oh. for a year or two before your own. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a harsh transition, and we'll make it right now to those uh, those yeah. draft picks. Um, yeah, but before before I, I just, they should all rent. Yeah. Make sure that they all are renting. I don't want anyone to purchase anything. Get it get month to month, maybe even. Yeah. I don't know. So what does so? Anyways, what does this mean for the you know the pipeline that's currently giving the academy kids cups of coffee at uh, at Loudon United? Well, the next considering that. Narrowing this short list of four teams down to one is going to take, you know, another extensive slash expensive study. That's going to be at least another year. And then there's going to be a year of arguing over what the proposed stadium is going to look like. And of course, the ever present who is going to spend what money on it. And the Maryland Stadium Authority, as you said, John, is probably prioritizing the Washington team of football as well as the, uh, 
as well as Angelos currently throwing a fit because his tank was accidentally successful and he didn't want that to be successful because he wants to, you know, he wants to sell uh, Camden Yards, but that's for a different podcast. So that's, so basically my wild ass guess is that they're going to be sharing, doing a timeshare in Loudon for another three years minimum, unless they feel like, you know, biting their pride for a bit and sharing time at Retriever Park, but then that still relies on having a DCU2 team in place. And unless you've heard something that I haven't, John, I I don't think that's coming in the immediate future. Nope. Not at least at least not for this year for sure, because that was the whole that was the whole hullabaloo around the open cup. So Yeah. Uh, but yes, let's um I know awkward transition to the DCU draft picks. Um All right we, now yeah. now we're in the stuff that I know about. Great. Yeah. Excellent. We we went over these in detail in our last uh, next in line episode, so I'm not going to rehash it too much. I don't except think we to say that, that much uh, about the draft picks actually, but um, did we? I I did. But I, I will I, say that um, I made I'm a sorry. note to ask John about what he thought about them, and I think we just got the answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> you might have. You might have done that. Uh, Adam, continue. Okay, but yeah, Jacob Mural was signed with uh, our first round pick, and. Uh, confirmed to have uh and it was a rumor but then he was confirmed uh, as of uh, last week to officially have signed with uh, dc united foregoing his last two years of eligibility at georgetown in addition to uh being one of the goal scorers at the uh as we've just mentioned the uh the annapolis blues uh that uh, i think it was the upsl or npsl team but uh, yeah, he's uh, been foot. He's uh, projected as a striker. Could also possibly play as a winger, if we need him in that situation. And uh, the not official but often tradition is that uh, these people will find their way down to Loudon until the first team feels like they need them. So, uh, John, do you have any additional thoughts? Yeah, no, other than, you know, we talked about it on our podcast. It was uh, it was a bit of a reach from the standpoint of this. Normally, a guy who's playing at Georgetown and succeeding has options, pretty good options, better than what he's going to make as a as a bottom-of-the-roster player for D.C. United. Yeah. The benefit for him is that D.C. United have no backup number nine at the moment. Uh, and you could actually argue that even though they had players occupying that role last year, they still didn't actually have a backup number nine. Yeah. So if there's a if there's a if there's a universe here where a Duncan McGuire esque large forward who needs to who, by the way, Christian Benteke played like all but like five minutes uh, of of the season last year. The man probably needs a little bit of a blow. So yeah. if Jacob Morel can provide that in any kind of way. I think that's a win. I think they're you know I'd much prefer to sign a MLS proven player to to do that but we haven't done that yet so uh you know well you had that remains right? to be seen and he could play up top you had and he's gone you had oh Eric buddy well, listen we to play up top if you're listening those... i know and, and if you've listened can. to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're if you're a uh, next in line listener who's also an rfk refugees listener you know my feelings on nigel bertha and that is that i am extremely glad that he's no longer a dc united player and yeah. i have been since he got here so well, well, that's good news you, you did have bodies that that could fit in that role they just were not effective at it but um they weren't good yeah right. and, and, and honestly well, one of those names what's that you... christian benteke's brother up to these days oh uh, he's gone who's that uh, jordan benteke. jonathan benteke um oh he's 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 playing in uh he's he's playing in luxembourg right now actually believe it or not interesting 
Um, my deep cut information. That is the deepest cut I'm going to give you for the. That's I, I don't know how I stumbled <laughs> on that in the last two weeks, but that I is think, where he's playing. So we we do a segment at, towards the end of episodes on at dry times in the season um, called the Where Are They Now? And I think I actually have a note on him uh, that I keep <laughs> track of of uh, where uh, past Loudon players, at least the ones who score goals um, or get mans in the matches. But um, You've also got Jackson Hopkins, and I know you guys play him on the wing, and you don't like him, but he can play as a center forward. He can play. Um, I love Jackson Hopkins because he's from Fredericksburg, and I am also from Fredericksburg. Thus, I love Jackson Hopkins. Huge fan <laughs> of Jackson Hopkins. I think there was there was confusion last year where he was playing uh, like as a right wing back at certain points during the year, and there was a confusion about where he's playing for Loudon. Is he central? Is he a nine? He's played he's played as a nine, I think, in the youth national teams. Yep. I mm-hmm. think he's a winger. Uh, I think that's where you need him. I think we have extraordinarily thin depth on the wings, so I would like to see him get more time. But if I don't, and this is another uh, hobby horse of mine from RFK, is that if these guys are not going to play minutes, by God, please put them somewhere. In the past, it was Loudon. Loudon is now basically a professional team that's making its own decisions so put them somewhere else send them elsewhere i need them to play they have to play or they're never gonna get better that is the 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 jeremy gray's of the universe are never going to be what you need them to be if they get like 200 minutes a year at usl championship level and and also or in the case of durkin just being thrown like basically every position except yes this was army knife of chris durkin did this got blunted by (laughs) <laughs> by being in every position, like you said. Yeah, that doesn't help. And the Jeremy Gray's doesn't help either because you send him too many times out on loan. You you, you throw him into Loudon. They get – you could tell Jeremy Gray went from like a, a key and integral part of, of one of the more effective center mid you know, players in the league yep. to just – not wanting to be there, you could see it in him. He doesn't. He didn't want to play for us last yeah. year. If he gets loaned again. The poor guy's done. He's he's not gonna keep playing. Um, yep. And it sucks because yeah. he's got potential. He's got he's got bags of it. But uh... Ryan Martin told me about him like four years ago. How much he loved him. Yeah. And you know, to your point, you can loan a guy out fifteen times, and at the end of it, he doesn't really. He's like, well, obviously you don't value me. Jacob Green's another player. That that I comes to mind. He was I saw him on an Instagram live with Christian Fletcher talking to some. Uh, oh, by the way, I felt three hundred years old. It was like it was like those three and this other twenty year old guy, and they were talking about girls they were dating. And then someone asked Jacob Green, "Are you coming back to DC United?" And he just like made a face and he's like, mm, "We'll see, we'll see." I was like, "God, I, I feel very old," yeah. but also like he had he had an interesting DC DC United experience where he was like five games so like this guy's like he's we're, we're, he's playing he's starting he got an assist and then he goes into witness protection under Wayne Rooney same Jackson Hopkins and he get thrown in a bag in the back of a truck and then yeah. they don't they don't appear for two months and then they show up at Loudon like hey I guess they were here I don't know where they were I don't know what's going on but yeah, the, yeah there there is a certain problem where there's like bottom of the roster filler guys that are youthful and prospecty do not get the minutes that they need and using Loudon as like, and that, by the way, I believe that is now in the past. That's not really going to be the way it is anymore, but that methodology of being like, all right, tr- train with us during the week. Uh, and then on Saturday, go down there and just figure it out. Do, do, do whatever. Ryan Martin, figure it out, figure out how these guys are going to work with you. Yeah, four day uh, long. But now I think that's better for us both, right? Mm-hmm. Loudon is in a better place. Now you guys are in a, it's a, it's, it's like a bad relationship. You've, you've ended it. You're well, you're in a you're in the space where you're making your own calls and no decisions. Right, it still exists, right? right? <laughs> there, there's still going to be that tie, and I, I think that's just going to be a healthier one now. Like kind of like you're alluding to the, these like four day loans. They don't help you guys. They don't help us. They're they're full of crap. 
Um, but if, yeah. we could, if we could legitimately take a player and develop them, not for five seasons straight, but we take a take a young player, you know, out of the academy, develop him, get him those professional minutes for a season, a half a season, whatever it looks like, you know, the the Chris Aguertas and the I don't know, every one of the names that Adam Mendelovitz just just listed off, right? Like, that's where it lies. The the draft picks, because like draft picks are like ninety eight percent trash. And like every once Correct. in a while, you just get someone who can play, you know, a Donovan Pines type player who can play. Was he draft? He was draft pick, wasn't he? No, he was not a draft pick. He was signed under homegrown provision. He could have right. gone in the draft, but they got him. That's how they got their good players early. But but your to your point, you're in the army. You know this. Up up or out is a, is the way that they should approach these these yes. young promotions. And if you can't make it through Loudon in two years, just go. Just oh. pack your bags. You're not. You're you're off the island. Yeah. It's not for you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, and 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 I don't know anything about Brandon Parrish. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Oh yeah. yeah. I guess I, we I, should go. I guess we should go down. Keep going down the list. I don't know who that other guy is. He's well, not going to play yeah. for us. We don't, so. I don't, honestly, <laughs> well, Adam, Brent, go ahead. So, Brandon Parrish, uh, midfield midfielder on an, a pretty stacked uh, Clemson team. Yeah. He was one of the two. Uh, though he's a center mid that has more of a defensive mindset, but he was one of the two goal scorers in the. Uh, game that won Clemson the national championship uh, last year. He was also one of the you guys two want primary captains. Are you going to say this? Yeah. Who are the no, other? I was going to say, if you guys want him, I think you can have him. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> oh. I think that's how it's going to work. Um, but yeah. I think but, he's yeah. probably, honestly, um, with, with the team in Florida, but um, if anything. Wouldn't be surprised. But he's one of the two captains. But yeah, Clemson. Uh, and the other captain was, was who, Adam Nilovitz? Adam Lundegaard, Adam who you might also remember from DC, another Adam, I know, but also from the DC United Academy and also also a uh, loud and united player from back in the olden days. And also, also, also another guy whose dad was very uh, active on Twitter and would, would message <laughs> us about stuff. So And also, yeah. also, 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 I'm pretty sure he's the guy who donated the drum to the Loudon Stampede. Oh, nice. Was it, weren't they the family that nice. did the drum? Batman, it just pulled out of my bum. But anyway. I have to ask Doug, but that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, having said having said that, you know, he did, he did show some premise. He could be like a, he might portray as a box-to-box guy and or a, a field general type of player who can get an occasional goal if he sticks with it. Or it could be, like you said, that he... Uh, decides that soccer isn't for him and he goes back to his degree he got from Clemson. The usual um, position for those folks is like financial advisor. Almost yeah. uh, nine times out of 10, your, your MLS draft, super draft player that has no minutes of experience is either a financial advisor, someone doing web 3.0 or, uh, or, or like uh, going back to school for going, doing the, doing the, ex, the extension MBA is usually the move. Yeah. There's one guy I'm trying to remember the name of. He uh, graduated from Stanford, was a draft pick that ended up on Loudon. He, he played like 10 games, scored a couple goals, and then he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Uh, I'm just going to do this. Um, was it Logan Pancho? Yeah, that, that was the name. Logan Pancho. How about that? How about that over here, guys? I Listen, nice. I, I should go out on that. We should end the episode right there where I pulled Logan Pancho out of my hat. Good friend yeah, yeah. of Christian Pulisic. We've still got, we still got a couple of names that I need to rattle off, though. I know we're running a bit long on this That's one, okay. It's a bonus a su- episode. Yeah, it's a super-sized <laughs> bonus episode. Right. Why not? Uh, 
we got. Let's we'll talk about here. the next one because I yeah. think that this is where Adam. Wa- this is where uh, less uh, not as tall Adam has a, has a beef, and it's a reasonable one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Alvaro Sanchez uh, currently playing with the Sacramento Republic FC. He was in North Carolina two years ago, but apparently, and apparently that makes him draft eligible, <laughs> even though he's a professional. USLC soccer Even though player right he's now. on an active, I think a new, just renewed a contract roster with another professional yeah. franchise, which I, w- my response to that was we, the Next In Line podcast, officially draft Peter Drury um, if his rights ever come up to be a <laughs> member of this podcast as another sure, fellow broadcaster who's currently under contract with, I think, BB Sports. Um, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah, can can we get to, can we draft the rights to uh, 1994 Pele? Sure, why not? You can, you sure can. Boom. This is the hate the player, not the game situation. Right. I think this is the and we also uh, DC United drafting the monopoly. It's man. silliness. It is. It is silly. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. We've got the top hat and the monocle, and we're drafting under contracted players. That's what we're That's doing. Right. Having said that, it would be hilarious if DC offered Algier Sanchez a contract and then loaned him to Loudon United. Yes, this is a roundabout way of having him fight his former team, yeah. or back to Sacramento Republic in some sort of weird money laundering scheme, like <laughs> or it's like a, a direct it's like, conference how, rival. I yeah, know, right? yeah, oh. I like it. We become very involved in like uh, very the uh, specific USL Championship level rivalries. Yeah. Like we're <laughs> that for some reason we care a lot about this. We're gonna down. start. We're gonna start moving players around to screw with other teams. Hard fired. That's yeah, right. Down with the coffee pot rivalry. Now we've got a whole new one set up. Um, Adam, rip off the. Well, with all of our coaching staff, with all of our coaching staff being USL veterans, like maybe that's maybe that's part of this. Yeah. We yeah. were talking about on the show. I was because uh, uh, Fred Brian obviously is without a job, and we were assuming that yeah. he would he would stay around. They would want to have a player with MLS experience or a yeah. coach with MLS experience. Like, no, what if we didn't have anybody that doesn't, that has never even read the MLS rule book because they've only been in USL. That's that's the move DC United's doing. So maybe we, maybe they will really care about USL championship things. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, from the wording I saw in his uh, announcement, it looked like Fred wanted to stay, but it just he wasn't going to happen. With definitely the new, did. With the new regime. But that's... Uh, that's the United 96 topic for another right. time. Uh, and uh, finally on the draftee list, uh, Nathan Crockfer, goalkeeper from Wisconsin, drafted in the third round. And um, at first this kind of puzzled me because, you know, D.C., they've already got a full staff of uh, Tyler Miller, Alex Bono, and uh, former Loudon uh, star goalkeeper Luis Samudio. Mm. And um, here in uh, Loudon, both our keepers, Dane Jockerman and Hugo Faru, uh, both uh, re-signed. Yeah, but so I, Loudon's I looking to add a, a veteran as well, though, in in our stable of goalkeepers. It was what I'm hearing. Um, so maybe maybe he replaces that. I don't know, but Crockford is on what I would deem to be a three month a three month uh, loan uh, contract with a termination or maybe a loan to someone else, maybe a lower division other than USL championship, because he's only being signed due to uh, our, our Tyler Miller's rotator cuff injury that has not healed yet. He had surgery uh, in the offseason. He's not healed yet. As a guy who also had rotator cuff surgery last year, and oof. I'm still weak and garbage and I can't do sports, like I, Tyler Miller 
will probably do better than me, but we should, we'll, we'll, we'll take some time. Alex Bono is going to be the starter for a bit. I think. Over my shoulder, you can see my physical therapy bands that have, that have uh, dust on them because I never want to do them because it's horrible. <laughs> it. I hate I it. it. Uh, but yeah, this guy, and I, you, Nathan Crockford, I was looking at this, I was like, this is exactly why you want to have an MLS next team because Loudon has no need for this guy, but you draft him. He has some sort of value. He's going to be around the team. If, if you wanted to stash him, you really can't because Luis Mudio needs to play. Yeah, that's yeah. another guy. Like I was saying, like you send him to the USL Championship, you're like, oh, team of the week, no problem. He just yeah. that's he's just that level, no problem. He balled got, out with Pittsburgh for a bit. He's got to get minutes. Yeah. Balled out. He's got to get minutes. It's crazy. One month and he was just yeah. killing it. Um, yeah. Hey, I want to change the subject from draft stuff, and I want to rip through some some real quick transfer news Go ahead. Just because I know we're running long winded on this episode. Um, you mentioned uh, Salif Lientu or Lientu who is Bethesda SC, also played a little bit for the, the Mali U-17 squad, I think, that played in the World Cup. Uh, made a d- yep. deep run in the U-17 World Cup as well. Um, they made a th- they got a third-place finish, actually. That's right, yeah. I, I don't know the U-17 a, a whole ton about him. His name, name kind of floated around by Ryan Kiefer, but there's also talk, I, I kind of mentioned this a little bit, but a Senegalese U-19 striker. That has been brought in, oh. um, maybe already under contract as well. So that there's something there. I believe he's with with the team, or they're figuring out um, some of the uh, what's the what's the term I'm looking for? The international um, work right, working rights. What's that? The work visa. 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 Thank you. Wow, there it is. Um, Mastercard. Visa, well, yeah. well, good that there's two of us on here to say visa. It was good that we're. <laughs> yeah. My gosh, so I think there's some visa stuff they're working on um, to get him his eligibility before they can make the announcement. Um, and then I, I don't know if you mentioned. Um, I might have zoned out for a second, but the Sirafel Dagnachu guy, best mouthful. I yeah. love it. But he is, uh, I, I believe, the rumored number ten for the Ethiopian national team. That's been. I, I really don't know what he adds. Honestly, he's a cam. He's an attacking midfielder, um, but. We got him. Um, th- there's also two names. Move that... over, Panos. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, well, Panos has been long gone. Um, who resigned? No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, <laughs> he's not gonna, he's not gonna replace Panos. I promise. He's that. not coming. He's not back walking through, through the door. But you, you say that, and um, I think the person we brought in the door will replace Panos. I think is a better player overall too. Um, since our last episode, two more uh, names have been brought in. Like the day of our recording, they brought in Kingy. King uh, Keegan Tingy. Keegan Tingy. That's not. That's a hard be. name to say too. I. Yeah. That, that, he's got to. He's got to change that. We they, got to think of a different name for him. They did not do him justice. No his good. parents. That was. That was. That's rude. no good. It better be a family name. Um, Keegan Tingy. Um, <laughs> um, it's like a Star Wars name. Yeah. It's got like a. It's got like a bounty hunter vibe it to does, it. Does yeah, it does. <laughs> it kind of once you get it, it's kind of fun to say. But um, mm-hmm. so San Jose Earthquakes Academy guy. Uh, young player, really no minutes in MLS. Uh, the, the team is very high on him. The front office is very high on him. I don't know what they're, they're seeing. I can't find a whole ton of, of film or anything on him, but uh, there was even a quote about him being a potentially starting level, elite caliber right back, which is not what San Jose thought he was. Uh, so he may be your starting right back. I don't have him currently in my starting 11 um, just because even though we don't really have a real a – real, uh, Fullback on the right side. We got a couple people who can play there. Drew Scundrich just played there for Colorado uh, Springs. You don't want him there. I don't. We don't want to waste him there. But he did well there for Colorado. Um, you, you need him in the middle of the field, man. We'd yeah. rather him. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've got a number of players that can play back there, but you don't. We don't want him there. Um, and then you got another player that was brought in who is an attacking midfielder, midfielder, but 
is uh, he can play box to box. He can play you know wherever you want to. But Florian Valo, who is a French player, thirty something odd year old. I think he played most recently for Miami uh, and has just been an integral part of every team he's gone to. Honestly, don't know how Loudon brought him in. He is a player I would imagine who would have been sought after. Um, and, and Loudon lured him in with something. And, um, I, I think he's going to be a name that is going to be on, on I, mean, I, I'm going to make your early season predictions that he's going to be your player of the season for, for Loudon. I, I genuinely do. I, I mean, I know we got Khalil back. I know we got Zach Ryan. If he gets firing, if he's healthy. Um, but I, I think, and, and, and to mention Florian, he, he also can, uh, de- uh deputize at, at like right wing back or right back. If, if, if we do a back three kind of situation. So, um, you got players like that, yeah. As a member of the Loudon Tourism Board, what do you think? Let's have fun. What do you think they gave him as an enticement to choose Loudon over other options? What what Loudon specific like perk do you think for your listeners that are around that will that will get a very niche reference? They're gonna what name, do you like a gift card? No, yeah, they're, they're gonna name what did he do? Uh, a, a, a strain of grapes after him at a vineyard. That's, that's they, the most loud like thing that. ever. That is the most because he's Valo. He's yep. you know it's it's a French name. A lot of there's a lot of Viennese. I think you're right. Yeah. It'll be like it's like do you guys do you guys grow Bordeaux here? And they'll be like, no, we don't. We do not grow Bordeaux. We and grow it's Valo. We Valo. I'm out of this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Done. I think you found your. I think you found it like an image for this episode, or whenever he does something good, it's just a his face holding like holding a wine wine bottle. You guys have do you guys do like a post game player of the oh, player of the game award? Like uh, you do like they stand up in front of the in the the yeah. sports section, right? Stampede, and the stampede does. we give a horseshoe to the man of the match. Well, if when he is it, I think the, a bottle of wine should somehow be a podcast podcast specific uh, member man of the match award. Yeah, what was the the because rugby team that played at Segura? They would give a bottle of scotch. Each Old Glory game? DC. Old Glory. Oh, a bottle of scotch every. What do they do? What do they give? Scotch. They had like a shit. They were yeah. They had like a culinary uh, sponsorship. Oh, That's did cool. they really? I didn't know it was so, sponsored. Okay, well there you go. But um, yeah, them and Iron Bow Technologies. I think the CEO is the guy who runs them. Anyways, that's another hey, story well, though. They're moving, <laughs> they're moving out of uh, Segra and across the pond back the soccer plex oh, for next right. year. Unfortunately, last did bit of transfer news. Um, not that Loudon was ever in the running that I'm aware of to sign him, but um, the player of the season last year for USL Championship, Albert Dequa, signed for newcomers Rhode Island. Um, I think that's pretty substantial news. I don't think he's going to have the season that he had under Bob Lilly uh, last year. I, I don't think he's going to nearly be. I, I'm not sure why he went there. I'm not sure exactly how that worked out. You know, maybe they offered him big money. You know, they're, they're a team that was built like six. I think they're, they're, they were founded the same year Loudon was. They just didn't get up and running for all. Maybe they just pocketed a ton of money and were saving it. But yeah. they were, they were waiting to build a stadium in Pawtucket where they got rid of, they used to have a minor league baseball t- stadium and team. They lost that. They were trying to get this, the state to, don't ask me why I know a lot about Rhode Island, but I know I know a lot about Rhode <laughs> yeah, Island. That's good. Uh, that's th- cool. They were they were building they were trying to get the state to pay for the stadium. The state said take a walk. Then a millionaire was like, "Don't worry, I'll just build I'll just build it. I'll build the stadium myself. It'll oh, all be my money." Loving and that. they said, "Okay, cool, do that. That sounds great." So that that's what's happening. They're they're going to play at I think a college uh, in the short term, but they are certainly flashing the cash. I think they're finding this is like a new team is finding like 
wait, how much do USL championship players make? The best ones? That's what they make? Oh, we've got this. Just, just, there's no salary. Just, uh, we're going to write you a check. Yeah. Just come on over here to Rhode Island. We've got, uh, you know, we've got some stuff. I don't really know we, what the culinary. We've got Bring in unlimited, we've got unlimited international calamari. roster spots too. So long as you pay a small fee, like, oh yeah, good to go. You could you could absolutely like money you you could just like throw money around in the USL championship yeah. to your heart's content basically can't you? We yeah. were like I know yeah, the guy runs uh, the Miami FC's been trying that. Yeah, we were looking with, at uh, there was Nick a success. Premier League player, um, English Premier League player that we were looking at bringing in his younger brother. It wasn't Diego Jota. It was someone else. Um, so it wasn't player. Jonathan Benteke. No, it was that we did <laughs> bring sorry, in Jordan Benteke. It. No, it was it was a, it was a it was another Premier League player. I think for Wolverhampton Wanderers. And we were bringing, we were like trialed his brother and his brother who makes, you know, I don't know, 80,000 a week, 80,000 pounds a week or whatever was like, yeah, I'll pay the 10 K fee one time fee to have my brother play professional. Like, and, and he didn't, it didn't work out. I can't remember who, who it was, but yeah. it didn't work out. Yeah, but heck yeah. So, um, and just, and, uh, you know, kind of while we're talking about this, um, don't know if there's been any news of. You know the front office staff, other than Matar Mumboge uh, officially leaving for greener pastures. So, as far as the uh, technical staff is concerned, it's down to just Coach Martin and uh, the equipment manager TJ Salzberg. TJ is going to be the assistant coach and goalkeeper coach now too. He's going to wear three and hats. general manager at this rate. And general I mean, manager. We, we, we don't have after both the uh, you know after as we mentioned uh, Claire and Sherry do. Uh, went to take a director of player personnel at DC United, which was uh, Stuart Mayer's old job, I believe. And he was the loud and general manager, kind of double dipping between that and DC United's uh, technical director gig until he ended up leaving both. So I guess the current GM is uh, Doug Raftery, maybe. Yeah, I think we're, we're GM-less. There's probably honestly someone in the door. They just haven't named him yet. I'm not making it public, but... um. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, I just found that funny as all. Well. I think that about does it. I mean, like, wh- is there anything else? But is this yeah. a record? Is fifty three? Is fifty five minutes of records for this? Probably for show? not. It may. It's definitely. I'm going to be not, out there, but it's probably not. We are terrible uh, about keeping. It's our in progress. the Rushmore. That's fine. We, we we set a goal a season or two ago about doing thirty minute episodes, and we'll get to it. But there's a lot to talk about right now because there's a lot of weird stuff, ambiguities, and whatnot. So. Um, it, it's just fun. cut this in the middle, like right in, right at thirty minutes. Just cut it, even though if it's like a, in the middle of a sentence. But like part two comes next week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the that's the way you can keep stick to your stick to your guns. But thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate no, thanks it. For thanks joining. for being this here. Is, we should do this again. This is awesome. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, obviously, you guys have got a, a bright future with this 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 coming season with with everything y'all have going on in in DC. Uh, I think that I think we got a lot of excitement as well. I you know I I, yeah. I hope that. 2024 is the season that Loudon really starts to kind of, um, I don't know, play it out and, and, and really compete in, and, and give fans a reason to, to really fill Sager Field on a regular basis. You know, like not just, you know, yeah. I think last season we got the first taste of what it was like to be like two months in and still in the conversation. And then we fell off. But, you know, maybe maybe yeah. August we're still in the conversation. Maybe we make the playoffs. You know, that, that those are things that it would be would be massive for uh, the longevity of this franchise. Um, and maybe for the longevity of this podcast. Um, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, Indeed. this is awesome guys. If, 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 uh, if, if you are a loud United fan and are not uh, a DC United fan or are not a listener to the show, I, this is, I, I would be remiss if I did not tell you that we have a show that you could listen to, uh, on, 
Monday nights on Twitch and also on every podcast platform in the universe on Tuesdays, uh, rfkrefugees.com. I imagine there's like a very, very small section of the Venn diagram where they're like, I actually uh, don't, I hate these United or I am, I'm aware of them, but I've just never, uh, we don't listen. I don't listen to one pad podcast in the world. And that is next in line podcast. And uh, so for those folks, you know, give us a shot. I appreciate it. We're going to have uh, these guys on our show coming up pretty soon. I would imagine it's probably closer to when the season starts to get like a little taste of the Latin United experience before the season starts. So I will, yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well. All right. And you know, they're in a market where there are other podcasts, but by and far they are the best podcast. There, there's a reason why Aww. we work with them. We, the reason why, you know, we, we are part of their, uh, their sporting network because of you know the, the work they do that, all of the, the analysis. I mean, you're getting stuff. You're deep down Rhode Island pulls and 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 names like <laughs> that's that. right. Aiden Rocha, you know, like um, that's so. right. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, no, I think that our our our, our uh, pathway to success was, has been to just continue to exist. That's really what we. I think I I don't know. I we have lost count of the number of episodes, but I think I put it somewhere in like the ballpark of like 550. If you go across the different shows and the Patreon episodes, so. There are some freaks. There are some sickos that have listened to every podcast we've ever done. And if you played them back to back, it would it would be in a scary amount of that person's <laughs> life. They've, they've dedicated. So thanks to those to those people. I really do appreciate it. And so no secret messages involving a grassy knoll. No, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Just and, making sure. And I have to also make mention that they are much more reliable in their uh, their. We we will be Monday nights. We will yeah like that kind of stuff. We we're terrible about that. So well, apologies, but. Yeah. It's all about getting yelled at. As long as once your listeners start uh, DMing you and writing you letters to your house to complain about things, you. Uh, then you and by it. the way, never give out your personal address uh, to your listeners. That's a that's my two cents of advice for you guys. <laughs> well, that, don't ever do that. Just don't do be, it. There would be no greater compliment if our ma- listeners started saying, "Hey, when when's that next episode? That would be great." So, um, please please do. do Wait that. till they send you a, a present to your child, which oh. has happened to me before. Oh, oh, no. So you wow. don't want that to happen. Just okay. just you don't you don't well, want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <geez. laughs> With oh that God. said, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for everybody who who uh, trudged through everything, who made it this far in the episode. As always, you know, thank you so much. Um, yeah, Adam, yep. take us away. All right. And as always, I'm Adam Indelovitz. Adam Davis. Jump John Hoffman just one time. <laughs> yes. And this is the uh, Two Loud Adams for Next in Line, part of the RK Refugee Podcast Network. As always, stay loud and. Thank you.